Log Talk Radio. Hi, this is Marco. And this is Stan. And we are the Smooth Jazz Alley. We'd like to thank Coffee Talk Jazz Radio for our live interview with Ms. Bridget Lewis. And also for our successful four-week radio campaign that has made us a top seller in jazz on CDBaby.com.
Hello, 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 and good morning, and welcome to another edition of Coffee Talk Jazz Radio. This is our morning show, and we are beyond excited. But before I bring on my very special guest, there's just a few housekeeping rules that you can use. If you'd like to speak with our guest, just make sure you press 1 on your phone, and I'll open up the board, and you can ask him any questions that are relevant to music and some other good juicy stuff that we are going to talk about. We are broadcasting live from Los Angeles on this beautiful overcast Saturday. It looks like the sun is trying to break through just in a few little spots, but we are happy that you all are here. We'll also be live tweeting throughout the show, and I am your award-winning host, Ms. Bridget Lewis. Now, let me introduce my friend. I love this man. I don't think I've ever told him that. Anyway, without further ado, let me introduce him properly. His name is Bob Ballin. And one of the things I like about him is he's got swag. Now, he never said that. I said it. The reason I say he's got swag is because anyone who comes out of New York and who can live through all of what New Yorkers go through got swag. He's a contemporary jazz pianist, music composer, author, radio host, and creator of the New Urban Jazz Lounge, a music producer, and so much more. I'd like to welcome back to the show my friend, Mr. Bob Ballin. Hello. How hey, are you doing <laughs> I love you. A long time no speak. How are you feeling today? So nice, so nice to hear your voice. Oh my God! Um, I was screaming yesterday. I feel like my voice is a little. I I, I call myself. Um, my sister always says like some mornings when I wake up, she says, "You sound like wheezy today." She's like, "What happened last night?" I've been doing so many mm-hmm. radio promotions, commercial, doing stuff for television, and my voice. So I sound a little bit raspy. That is why. But the show is all about you. It has been a long time, um, but it feels like it was just yesterday that we were on live, right? It was like five years ago, maybe, or longer? No, no, longer than that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it's been at least, I I think at least least eight, at at least eight. Oh, my goodness. um, yeah, it's it's been eight years. I know so much has happened between the last time that we talked in terms of your projects, um, things going on with our respective families, the sure. pandemic. So be, before I even get into anything, I just really want to check in with you to find out how are you really doing and what's going on with you. That's more important than anything. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me as always. It's always great to hear from you and uh yeah my life is good i've got no complaints um you know went through some uh some trial and tribulations with the family caretaking but um thank god a lot of it is behind me people are getting better and um all i can say is uh, give god the glory um still standing today that is so good that is so good that is so good so you have you've had multiple projects um, that have come out since our last conversation, and you have traveled, and you've been at home. So you are bi-coastal. So yeah. half of the time you're in New York, half the time you're in Atlanta. So where are you today? Currently I am in the mid-Atlantic area and headed, uh, headed south at some point. I'm just doing some production projects <laughs> right now and uh, just trying to stay busy, sort of stay in the moment and uh, keep the music uh, flowing and uh, spend time with family which is, uh, you know, the most important thing. You know, but I'm, uh, but I'm hanging in there and, uh, and, and doing okay. All right. 
with everything that's going into the pandemic, um, I don't want to I don't want to gloss over that because um, the world as we know it has changed and it will never ever be the That'd same. Be the I think same. as much as people mm-hmm. wanted to go back to the way that it was, that is never going to happen. And so, um, do you find that people are really challenged with the ever changing climate? I mean, you know. Before, you know, things would change, you know, and it gives you a moment to kind of adjust to it. But every day is a new a new normal, if you will. There's something that is always changing, you know, in terms of, you know, to vax or not to vax, you know, to wear the mask or not to wear the mask. To eat here, this is going to be closed up. So how have, how have you been able to really keep your feet planted? Because it's a, it's a lot, and people are just, the people are snapping. People are wilding out. I mean, how have you been able really just to stay grounded through <laughs> everything? Oof, well, yeah, you you, uh, you you kind of hit on all points on that one. Um, you know, there's uh, it's, it's been a lot of um, a lot of division with this pandemic and the vaccine and who should take it, who shouldn't take it. Um, I think what's being glossed over more than anything through the media is that people, no one's talking about. It how to stay healthy, how to be healthy, how to eat, how to eat better, how to not take in so much sugar, how to keep your weight, you know, managed, how to keep your blood pressure down. Nobody's talking about those things. If we can get all that under control, there'd be a whole lot less people getting sick, shot or no shot, you know? And I think that is the, I think, I mean, all the media um, platforms are missing it. No one's talking about eating healthy and and being in in great health and wellness and having your mental health in intact. In Nobody's talking about it. They're just talking about take the shot. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like um, it's almost like an indoctrination. I feel it's like okay. When to me, when you have to have celebrities endorse to say take the shot, or I'm going to get on television. Hey, watch me. Mm-hmm. I am. An NBA player won't name names. Hey, I'm an NBA player. Mm-hmm. Hey, watch me. Or the president mm-hmm. or the vice president. Of course, we all know who, who they are. And mm-hmm. whatever people's personal preferences, it's like, okay, you have to decide what's going to work for you. But I don't think anyone should be forced to do anything because, to me, I said that's when you start getting into, you know, you cross a line in, into our civil liberties, if you will. It's like mm-hmm. I have a voice, even if I am a party of one I still mm-hmm. have a voice. I have a say so about my body and what I want. But you really touched on something that is so key. And uh, I have been thinking so much about health. Um, it, it seemed like only yesterday I was 50 years old and blink, blink, I'm 61, 11 mm-hmm. years later. Um, I feel very different in my body, different in a good way because I'm so much more cognizant of sure. everything that goes right. in my body and one of my and, favorite and things. Your body. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. one of my favorite things is popcorn. I realize, you know what, I can't eat it. It's not <laughs> there's no nutrition in popcorn. It's a it's mindless eating. It has salt in it. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of butter, which can totally mm-hmm. throw all your triglycerides off and mm. when you get ready to go do your numbers, it's like, okay, well, your HDL looks like this, your LDL. Like, I'm for me, like, I know, like, all of my numbers. I know what healthy weight is supposed to be. Sure. And I gained weight. I gained weight during the pandemic. I mean, like, who didn't? That's not an excuse. But <laughs> I gained weight, 
during the pandemic, my granddaughter and I were, um, we were cooking up some everything and everybody was in the house. Like, where were we going? Right. And then right, right. I think that was the only thing that, that people could control. Like, okay, we can manage our food. We can't manage all the other crazy stuff. And then I had a light bulb moment. I was like, okay, like, wait a minute. I'm like, I am in control of all of this. That's right. And once I That's made right. that decision, I was like, okay, let me clean up all the cupboards. So sure, if sure. I can't pronounce it, right? If I can't pronounce yeah, it, yeah, you can't pronounce can't it. it. You don't can't eat it or put it on your body. Right. Like what is you like know, what is this right here? Lotions <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's it's funny you mentioned that. And last year I was uh, 2020 January. I was on the Capital Jazz cruise, and there was mm-hmm. this weird blue that was going down. Which we later mm. learned to uh, understand it to be uh, COVID, but it was a weird flu going down. They shut down the buffet. They were they were handing out hand sanitizers about about the Stop. fourth day in. By the fifth day, I was I was in my room. I was like, I ain't messing with these folks because I didn't know what, what it was. <laughs> and then uh, then I got went home and said, okay, then started hearing this, you know this COVID thing starting to leak out. So I went on a uh, vegan um, a vegan chili diet for about. A month and a half. I cut out the meat. I just did beans and tomatoes and, you know, threw all the other stuff in there. I did that for a month and a half, built up my immune system, did the zinc, did the um, vitamin D3, B12, echinacea. Man, I I was eating so many vitamins. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. At at the end of that six, eight-week run, run, I felt fantastic. And then not knowing what was going to happen to me, Months later, I had to go up and take care of my sister, and had to be in and out of nursing homes in, in New York. And thank God, I had prepared myself for what was what was to be. Right. Oh, I mean, you said so many things that were just powerful. Um, first of all, if we don't take care of self first, then there is no uh-huh. taking care of anybody else. And I don't care yeah, what people that. say. Like, oh, you know, but that's your. Family, you're supposed to was like, whoop, whoop, no, wait a minute. You you have got to check in with yourself. You've got to take sure. care of yourself first. And, That's right. you know, you always hear when you get on the airplane, and you know because you travel extensively, you got to put the oxygen and mask on yourself first. You don't care about your neighbors like, look, I don't really know you like that. And I'm going to say, hey, lady, <laughs> make sure you get your mask on. But you're not trying to reach over and make sure she, you know, um, clips her seatbelt or, you know, listen to the instructional video or whatever. It was like, no, it's me, myself, and I at this point. And here's yep. the thing that I have learned through this pandemic. Self-care, there's nothing wrong with that. And I, and I think for a long time, people make you feel guilty. I mean, specifically the media was like, no, you're supposed to take care of your family first. No, you're not. You've got to take care of you first because if you're not here, then what? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right, right. And your family can't be uh, helped. And I learned that the absolute heart rate. I mean, this is such a real topic that most people don't want to talk about. People don't want to talk about mortality, you know, and and I think if my – I guess what I want to say is I'm I'm thinking like of of two ways, but I'll just kind of like encapsulate it. Uh, I'll say the preventative way is better than the rescue method. That's that Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, I like that. And also – People say, oh, this food is, you know, when you, you try to eat healthy food, people say, oh, that food is expensive. I said, if you think that's expensive, try getting sick. Uh-huh. Come on. That Oof. is so funny. 
to me because I said that is a that is a misnomer to me. I said that's going around in the black community. I said, oh, you know, I would even say um, people that I care about, they go, girl, that's, you know, ooh. Because, like, I'll go to Trader Joe's, I'll go to Sprouts, and I'm like, <laughs> this is food that is going in my body. I need my body right. to perform. I need, exactly. I need to be around. There's longevity in my family where folks in my family, they live into their 90s. Right. Oh, God bless. So, yeah, that that whole legacy thing. They live. Mm-hmm. My grandfather, catch this, my late grandfather Richard Hudson Bass. Man, I loved him so much. Oh. He was 98 years old, and I oh, will wow. never ever forget. I took care of him. Literally, the room that I am in, my studio. Not mm. to be morbid, but. He passed away in the room that I'm in, like, right now. And this oh room God. is one of the most, yeah, this heavy, right? Peaceful. Oh, my God. This room, oh. it, this is where I crank out everything, all the creative ideas, everything. But the point is, when my grandfather got sick, he died of congestive heart failure. And, oh. like, we didn't know what congestive heart failure was. But I wow. just remember over time. You know, he started getting slower. He would say his chest hurt. His, you know, then he had an aortic valve replaced. Then oh he you know, lived like another 10 years. And, I mean, I would really been through the gamut of taking care of people. And I was like, I'm done. And oh. the point is we have got to really look at what we're putting in our mouths because what we put in our mouths, it affects our brains. It affects yes. how we move. It affects sure how we does. feel. It affects uh-huh. how we respond and react to other people, like if you're snappy, sure. this kind of thing, you know, all of that. But the thing I remember most, Bob, that it just, I think about it when I'm working, and he said to me, I've never seen a rich man write a check for more time. I was done after Ooh. that. Yeah, well, that's a great, that's a great point. Um, yeah. To that point, Alex Trebek, right, who, uh, who was worth millions, right? Can't believe it. And when that when that cancer took his took took over his body, that was it. Doesn't matter how much money you have, money right. can't buy you can't buy you good health. You have to you have to. When we come out of the womb, everybody's in good health, perfect. But when mm-hmm. we go, man, I mean, what what do we do between the time we were birthed to the time we died? What do we do to our, ourselves? Wow. wow, wow. I mean, you know, and I think especially too as we get older. You do begin to look at your life, and um, I will not allow anything or anyone to rob me of my peace. Mm-hmm. You got to go. There, there's a disconnect for me. I got to cut mm-hmm. you off because mm-hmm. I've got to stay centered. I've got to stay grounded. There's some things that I know that I've been called in this earth to do, but right. and you only get um, you only get one life. As I was telling right. uh, another artist, we were having a, a Zoom call, and I said. This is not a dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. it seems like mm-hmm. it. I go, this one life is all we got. And so I said, what are you going to do with the time you have left? And that hit him sideways. He was like, oh, uh, he was almost okay. crying on the okay. I'm like, and I wasn't trying to make him cry, but we were having this deep conversation uh-huh. Uh-huh. just about life, where she wanted to go. And I was like, you're like, you're messing up and you're all jacked mm. up. But let me say this to you. And he got him so much get right that day, and I'm being really, really country right now, but I'm just, I'm so real about myself 
and we got to do better. So with that being said, you're eating all this amazing food. You're pumped up with all these great vitamins and minerals. Is that how you've been able to crank out all these hits over the years? Because you're a bad, you're a bad boy. Come on now. Yeah, I had, I had to stay. I had to kind of stay focused. I try to do a record a year, and it's it's a challenge. But when you when you look at it, the breakdown of a record a year, if it's ten songs or even twelve songs, it's one song a month. I'm saying if I can't get one song done every thirty days, there's something wrong with me. I'm doing something <laughs> wrong. I'm not. I'm not managing my. I'm not managing my life very well. <laughs> and I try to write maybe maybe one or two a month. You know, so I have something in the can to 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 go back to. But yeah, once if I do one song a month, it's twelve songs a year. I can do that. But I, I see so many artists not being able to do that for whatever reason. You know, whatever works for 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 the next person. But for me, my catalog is my my career has been built on my catalog, not so much hit records and all that kind of stuff. It's been about catalog and just putting music out. And hearing different variations of, of what I do in terms of um, my musicality, my, my genres. I, I love R&B. I love jazz. I love gospel. You know, I love a little bit of rock. So, um, yeah, one song a month. Come on. What is that? Wow. You have so much music. Um, we're just going to play an amalgamation of some of everything um, <laughs> that you've done. So, you know, I want to go back to a track that I love. It's called Back to basics. So I'm going to let you set up Mm. back to basics. We're going to play it for the fans and then I'm retweeting while we listen to the track. How about that? All right. (laughs) So back back to basics. Inspired by family. Um, I was, you know, taking care of family during the uh, the pandemic. Uh, Wow. Sister got got sick. She was taking care of my mother and I was thrown in the the hot seat to to, kind of oversee both of them. Medicaid, Medicare, Care proxy, power of attorney, anything, everything but music. But it really hit home about you know what the uh, what the gist of life is all about, and and the name, the title says it all. Back to basics, family first. Here we go, guys.
Hey there, this is guitarist and songwriter Sean Brock. Say, have you heard my latest album, Sight Unseen? Guess what? You can hear it right here on Coffee Talk Jazz Radio with your host, Miss Bridget Lewis. Check out Miss Bridget's special edition show every Tuesday from 3 p.m. until 6 p.m. Pacific Time. On Wednesdays, Miss Bridget brings you Coffee Talk with the Legends of Jazz in the Legends series at 3 p.m. Pacific. On Thursdays, it's the Art and Culture series at 3 p.m. Pacific. And on Fridays at 1 p.m. Pacific, join Miss Bridget again to round out the week. From Latin jazz to contemporary jazz, all the way up to gospel jazz. It's all covered here on Coffee Talk Radio with Miss Bridget Lewis. As for me, check out SeanBrockMusic.com. That's S-H-A-W-N-B-R-O-C-K Music.com. Send me an email and check out sound samples from all of my albums. My music can be found at Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, Borders, Amazon, iTunes, CD Baby, SeanBrockMusic.com, and anywhere great jazz is sold. Welcome home. You found us. Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, live from Los Angeles. Coffee Talk Jazz with my very special guest, Mr. Bob Baldwin. Man, I'm telling you, your music, Bob, is, and this is not because I love you. You all know I'm ear trained, so y'all quit playing with me, okay? To me, you're <laughs> like the Michael Jackson on keys, and that's a that's a tall that's a tall wow. statement. I mean, oh, no, really, because I think about Michael Jackson. I think about Prince. Please don't get me crying. I cannot believe that both of them are gone. Both geniuses. Mm. Oh my God! Please, like God, you like spend an hour just talking about both of them. Man, your music is like. I think about it when a person is longer here, their music or their writing, their words speak for them, and your music mm. really speaks for you. You don't. You're on stage. You're not saying anything with your mouth, but your body movement and your fingers say everything. Mm. So the question is, how do you feel? You are live, you're on stage, and everybody is there to hear your music. Um, what you have is rare, rare gifts. And I know I'm saying a lot, but I'm getting to a point. You also said it's not about the hits for you because, to mm-hmm. me, you have already made it. You've made it for several reasons because you have been consistent in your mm-hmm. career from the very beginning and God knew who to give that gift to because he knew exactly what you would do with it. And so how do you feel when you hear other people playing your music, you're live on stage and, and see how people respond to your art? I know it was a lot, but mm-hmm. I truly feel that about you. I, I know. It's – um. It's uh, it's um, it's a blessing. First of all, I remember when I was about maybe eleven years old, my aunt, who I used to uh, actually a little later on, um, probably in my early twenties, um, used to go visit her in New Rochelle, New York, and she'd be in the kitchen mixing up a big old bowl of oatmeal, 
she was 50 years older than me. And she said, boy, you got, you got, an, anointing. You got an anointing with your gift. She, want, yeah. she wanted me to be a gospel, uh, a gospel pianist. Um, I just felt that uh, musically I, I had something else to offer. Because my dad was a, a jazz pianist, so I wanted to stick close to his roots. Uh, but she said, you got Robert. a gift with, with, your, with your music. <laughs> yeah, right, Robert, exactly. Um, but that was, uh, that was the beginning of it. And I just wanted to just honor my father. Um, who gave me gave me the, the the gift to learn music and when I was when he got sick I was about uh, my early twenties I told him that I would uh, I would channel his music through me to the world mm. and that oh was uh, the beginning of my career back in, our, in the late eighties and I did my first record call I've been a long way to go it was more like a pr- production piece. And it was through a small label out in uh, Mississippi, uh, Malico Jazz. And Danny Weiss was the uh, the guy running the label who now runs Shanaki. And you see how how great Shanaki has done. I was supposed to be oh yeah for I was supposed to be for Malico Jazz, but they oh they had some issues down there. But that's another story. Right. But that's where it started. I know all about as, Shanaki. Um, I know all about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, Mal- Malico Jazz. Their distribution was getting this great airplane in New York and Philadelphia and you could not find a record north of Washington, D.C. I was like, oh, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> so he moved He moved off that label and, went over, and he went over to Shanaki and that's how Shanaki became what they are today. But it all started right. with that uh, that record what? I did. Yeah, that all started with the record, the record that I did. Um, I've got a long way to go and that was just um, that, that was implanted as a message from my great aunt and my father who gave me uh, the gift and the message. I will say this, that whether people believe it or not, with the wisdom that I have and the things that I know, um, oh, Lord, where do I even want to go with this? D, I will say this, that DNA is powerful mm. where – I want to reference Michael Jackson again. I think about his father, the late Joe Jackson. His father, like your father, saw a gift in him and said, hey, even though his father went about it the wrong way, but he saw that gift and said, hey, your your father said, oh, my God, like, my kid is so talented. And there's something about, about that DNA, but you also have to do the work. So we're talking about piano lessons and all that stuff, and you have to stay consistent. With your craft, so what would you say to someone who is listening in live? They say, "Hey, you know what? Um, I really want to play piano. I really do love music. I really don't know how to really get started." Um, what would you say would be the key to your success, just on getting started and then staying relevant? Um, I think the consistency piece is very important. Um, I think you just have to stay diligent on your craft. You've got to understand uh, music business so that you don't get caught in these snares out here because people have you caught up in some, some crazy stuff if you're not careful. Um, you've got to right. develop relationships across the uh, the business. Um, you've got to work with people that, um, that are a little higher up than you so that you can uh, be elevated and take yourself to the next level. And then with that, you take someone um, who's trying to get a break underneath you and try to pull them up. So it's a process that we all have to uh, engage in. I think it's very important. All those things combined, I think, is critical. Well, 
so you just touched on music mentorship. You just all you just all up in my box over here. Um, <laughs> that is so important. Uh, reach one, teach one. I don't even know who said it. Maybe it was the late mm-hmm. Dorothy Hike. It was somebody who said it, but it's true. Um, no man is an island. You cannot be in a music business by yourself because um, you, you just you just can't. There's so many different facets right business and people what they forget is that okay we like the show part but this is a business please read the fine print on the contract (laughs) because you could be signing your life away just as Mm -hmm. the late prince you know he could man can be used his own name and have to go to court to fight you know to get it back and so i think it's important you know that that we own something you know that we put our name we put our stamp you know, on it and don't just give our gifts and talent away because I think about like your catalog is like, it's ridiculously good. And to have someone, you know, your blood, your sweat, your tears, your energy, your dad, everything that he put into you. And then for someone to come along and say, Hey Bob, you know what? I want to take all your music and I'm going to say it's mine. Like, are you, I almost went there, but I'm not going to go there. This is a morning show. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, that would be <laughs> you would fight you, that right. you would you would fight to the death, like, okay, wait. Because see now you're not only touching me, now you're touching my dad. And that's mm, right. Yeah, exactly exactly. Now, now he's a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, um, like, of the thirty three records it? that I've put out, I've uh, I own like twenty six or twenty seven of them. So I wanted to make sure that okay. he was he was honored in that process. And mm-hmm. um you know, in honoring, you know, Michael Jackson and Prince and Ray Charles and also I gotta give props to uh Bob James. These these people own their recordings and it, oh, it, yeah. you know, it, it makes it makes oh, you God. it doesn't make you COVID proof, but it makes you, you know, a little more protected when it comes to a uh, pandemic like this because you got something else to bounce on. Hello. Uh thank <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. Um you better have some multiple streams of income. You Having one stream of income, that's like no longer option. Like, no, no, no. You have to have at least three or four things going at, at one time. You have to be diversified in your music career right. because if you're not, um, because you, you're vocal, okay? You also sing. You also produce. You write. You play. So it's like you've got this big musical pie, and it's like, hey, I'm going to take a slice out of the writing uh, pie today or the producing part, you know, today to keep that income you know, sure. coming in, I said, people don't want to talk about that, but that, to me, that's what's real, you know? Yeah, you can't have, you just can't have one stream of income in this business. Uh, it's got to be some live mm-hmm. music, it's got to be some writing, it's got to be some production, um, for me anyway, and, you know, the artistry piece, but you don't want to just, you don't want to have one one bucket of, of money that you're working from, because it's... Uh, you know, who who would have thought that COVID would have wiped out a year's worth of gigs for so many of my friends? Just kind of de- devastated. Put people in a position where they wanted to sell their catalog out of out of sheer desperation, and they end up selling it for less than what is valued at. You, you don't want to put yourself in that position. Oh wow! Um, we're going to jump into one more of your tracks, but I want to say something based on what you just shared. I think about, you know, Tina Turner, love her, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, powerful, look at what she went through as uh, being part of I Can Tina Turner and then having a stellar career 
you know, for 60 years, you know, she's in her late 80s. And yes. so she sold, she sold her catalog for $50 million. And people are like, are you high? Oh, did I say that? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And it's like, to me, it didn't matter. Come on now. It's like, okay, come on. Did somebody pass the G-book? Did I say that? Yes. Okay, look. <laughs> to think about it. I'm telling you, wow, our people are so real. To me, it felt a little low. It felt a little low. A a little? No, I mean, (laughs) this woman has sold out stadiums by Sure, 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 sure. But here's the the thing that she didn't have in her catalog. The thing she didn't have in her catalog was writing. Now, like, Bob Dylan, what did he sell his for? Like $600 But his compositions, oh, my God, forget about it. So I don't think Tina was a big writer, per se, because other people were writing for her. No, she wasn't. Yeah, okay. so I think that's why uh, the price might have been a little low. But, yeah, 50 felt really low for all that she's done. Oh, my God. No, I would have thought at least. When I read that, I was so disappointed. I'm thinking, okay, so who were her lawyers? You know, yeah. who were her advisors? And I know she's been around for a long time, and she figures, okay, you know what? I can't spend $50 million, you know, in my lifetime living over in Europe. Sure. But but the whole point of it, you know, of course, she's retired now. She has some illnesses and some other stuff. So she's like, yeah. you know what, I'm done with that. I had an amazing career. But I feel like she cheated the fans who loved her and supported yep. her. But you brought uh-huh. up a, a good point. She didn't have any songwriting in there. I wouldn't have thought of that. But see, that's the mind of a, mu- a musical genius like yourself. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but, I always I always I say think through the process is all the way to the very last step. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to which is why Bob and I we're working on something so special and I'm just gonna stick a little push a little bit of it out there. We're under uh NDA. So we can't say too much, but I'll just say television and film and music. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Yeah, that's the best mm-hmm. that's the most that I can say. And then when it happens we just don't go live, and then he can tell you himself. I'm not going to say right. I'm going to let him tell you. How about that? Boom. So that works for me. Y'all, so y'all need to keep y'all ears to the ground. Y'all need to quit playing. So with that said, let's get into some more of this delicious music. Um, song, whether it's a new song to me, it, it's your music to me is timeless. And so, like, I'm taking y'all to the crate. Okay, that's y'all. Both mm. of y'all used to have basements. Y'all remember that? Digging in the crate. Okay. Um, I love living as one. <laughs> uh, which one? Um, I believe I believe this is uh, um, I believe this is Imagine. I think it's Imagine. Oh, Imagine! Yes, imagine. yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Imagine, yeah, yeah. In my mind, in my the, mind, I was like singing the words in my head, and then we're gonna play B positive and the other stuff. But the reason that I'm I'm jumping all over the place with this music because I want you all to hear. Um, that his music is so timeless. It sounds like he made it yesterday, and he didn't. Mm. But that's mm-hmm. what amazing, incredible songwriting and playing will do. So some of y'all put your ear to the ground and clap it up for my friend, the man that I love. Yeah, I said it. I'm here to represent it. Here we go. <laughs> y'all. <laughs>
This is Calabria Foti. I'm a jazz vocalist, violinist, music educator, and author. It's Ladies Week here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, and we are bringing our listeners the best there is in diversity and talent. It's your chance to peek behind the curtain and get up close and personal with your favorite jazz musicians and amazing vocalists. Our vision here at Coffee Talk Jazz Radio is to increase the profile of jazz through music education, and that's why I'm here to talk to you about education. Coffee Talk Jazz Radio's executive producer, Miss Bridget Lewis, strongly believes in music education, and that's why she's launched the Coffee Talk Jazz Music Foundation for Children. The student recipients will be involved in programs emphasizing intensive study and self-discipline rather than generalized or introductory exposure to the performing arts. The goal is to raise money and awareness for inner-city schools and after-school music programs where children show an aptitude towards music. Music is the fabric of our lives, and I can tell you how important it is to have your generous contribution for Generation Next Project. The proceeds will be divided into four curriculums, preschool, middle school, preparatory, and pre-professional in both music and dance. More information is available through the official website at www.coffeetalkjazzradio.com. Your support and donations can be made through the website. It is a non-profit organization, 501c company, and your contributions are tax-deductible. Support the Generation Next Project Scholarship Foundation and tell them Miss Bridget Lewis sent you. And be sure to pick up my current CD, A Lovely Way to Spend an Evening, available at iTunes, Amazon, and FotiCD.com. That's F-O-T-I-C-D.com. For Coffee Talk Jazz Radio, I'm Calabria Foti. Thank you. That really wasn't supposed to be a laugh track, but we want to bring some levity to this beautiful Saturday morning. The sun is actually breaking through, and I'm so happy because earlier, Bob and I, we were talking about how important health is. You guys get out and get some vitamin D today. I'm saying wherever mm-hmm. you are. Tanning uh, booths don't count, guys. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, my That's goodness, you one. guys. We're back with my very special guest, Bob Baldwin. <clears throat> Man, there's so many things that I can say about you. But um, I want to jump in really quick as we just ran the commercial and we were talking about our Gifted Music Foundation and I know you can really speak to this because, again, your father, the late Robert Baldwin, um, just saw this gift in you and said, hey, let me nurture this and let's see where this goes. And so you're the living embodiment of his legacy. And I know, yes. I know, I know, I know that he is looking down that he is most proud. And so with that being said, we created the Gift of Music Foundation for Children. I did that in honor of my late mother. But what I did mm. is I did this before my mom passed away. And mm. my mom and I, we talked about it, and I wanted to honor her as an educator. The fact that I come from a musical family, um, I actually, people don't know it, but I actually sing, right? People mm. know me for my speaking and all of that, but I actually sing. Now, I'm no Whitney Houston or Tony Braxton, but I can hold my own. Really, I can't, mm. okay? I can do a little acapella stuff. But the point right. is, when we created this Gifted Music Foundation, we did it because we wanted to continue legacy. And living in the urban community, I live in Los Angeles, and there's so many little brown boys 
brown girls that don't have access to simple things like vocal lessons, um, saxophone lessons, just instruction. So we made it a point to start having conversations with musicians, with companies like Asani Guitar, with companies like Cannonball Music. Uh, I could go down the line and we said, hey, guys, this is what we're doing. We went to LAUSD, which is Los Angeles Unified School District, and we said, hey, we noticed when we go into schools that the music program is the last to be added. It is the first to be cut. Why is that? Mm. Why, wow. why is that? I went in there as um, a bulldozer. Mm. I know, I know you, I know you were a bull in a china shop on that one. Oh yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um, I tell you, I tell you a little story about about um, deficiency in monies in the music division, um, music department in schools. They they used to put it under the quote unquote austerity budget. Well, something really amazing wow. happened in the uh, 70s when they cut the, the music out of the school systems in the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, and Manhattan. And kids were left with no instruments in, the, uh, in their respective neighborhoods, and they started to pull out records and started DJing and spinning. And from that came mm-hmm. rap and hip-hop out of the Bronx and Brooklyn. Primarily because they didn't have the instrumentation to make music, so they uh, they made lemon lemonade out of the lemons. But having said that, um, yeah, we need the music back in the schools because music helps to drive your mathematical acumen up. Come when, you, on. when you hit music at a, at a young age, five, six, seven years old, when your brain is still learning stuff, that mathematical piece is so important for for long term. Mm development, especially in business and, and architecture and engineering and things like that. So I don't know why they keep taking it out of school. I think it's the absolute dumbest thing. So you're trying to make it these is. kids dumb? Well, I mean, what, I don't, it, it, right. it, it, really, it really sickens me. But thank God for organizations like yourself and other organizations around the country that, that really want to keep music in the school system. Oh it, it's really critical. We've got to have it. It is. It is. I'll tell you, I was so passionate about it. When we went down to LAUSD, I took my team with me, and I said, if you give us this, let me tell you what I'm going to give you guys. They were like, what? So just to let them know how serious I was, um, I said, I'm going to have some of the top musicians that I know. I said, I need help, you guys. I'm like, I don't mind. I'm like, I raised my hand. I'm like, I don't mind asking for help. I'm like, I cannot do this by myself. I said, we've got to save our children. The reason that I was so impassioned about it because – I saw just with bringing the children together, nobody was fighting. There was no division. It was just all about the music, the little Hispanics, the little black kids. And mm. so, when we went into, so when we went into the schools, we took the musicians with us. My Lord. We went on oh, wow. a career day. We spoke. We were in the classroom. We were reading. We were talking about math. We were talking about science. I literally have pictures of me in the classroom, all the coffee cup stuff with musicians, like I am squatting on the floor, I'm sitting in the middle of all these kids, and they're just like loving them, like, oh my God, Miss Bridget, like, don't leave. I want to be like you when I grow up, and I'm telling you, I, I cried because I, I knew that I was really on to something, and so um, every other month, I take one or two musicians to the variety of schools, 
I'm telling you, they would be romancing the saxophone. They would be rubbing like, oh, my God, this is so pretty. Oh, my God, it's so shiny. Like, I think I want to play that instrument uh-huh. one day or, you know, listen to the keyboards or to the snare of the drum. You know, that's different than a drum program. It's just totally different. Yeah, you have exactly. a real musician that's there, and they're talking to you, and these kids are standing at attention, and oh, wow. they're like, my God, and the administrators are like, oh, but let me tell you what happened. I continued. People watched me when I kept on asking and asking, and they watched me. And let me tell you who saw what we were doing, Randy Jackson, who used to be the judge on The Voice. Oh, wow. I was, I, I, when I tell you that I cried, mm. I cried Mm-mm. the boo-hoo tears. He oh, sent us and he was limited edition bass guitars, amplifiers, picks. Uh, I we got money. We wow. were able to gift almost twelve thousand dollars that year. For people, they might not think that's a lot of money. It's a start because when twelve thousand more than present, zero. Come on, anything's better than zero. Oh, wow. When that's we right. were able to present like these five hundred dollar scholarships to these students, so they could do voice lessons, we we're able to pay the teachers. When we were able to present in Cannonball musical instruments. Um, Shout out to um, Telvis and Cheryl Lockie of, of um, Cannonball Musical Instruments and Trumpets down in um, Utah. When they gifted us with those student instruments, those trumpets, we cried. I have photos. I've got pictures of how we present it to our students. And the administrators were like, you were not playing. I said, I told y'all. I'm like, why, do people, why don't people believe people? Like, why? I'm, why? Why? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I told y'all what I was going to do. You, you, so you, you telegraphed you know it and you told I, them and they're still sitting. I can show y'all better than I can tell y'all. So I said, you, y'all just keep watching. That's all I'm going to Right, 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 right. <laughs> no, well, you're doing it. Listen, sometimes things have to be done on the uh, on the ground level. So right. you did what you were supposed to do. So bravo to I, you. I did. I did, I did, I did. I know my mom is proud. I know my uncle's proud. And I'm like, that is my contribution, you know, back into my community. And I feel like I am that voice. I may not be mm-hmm. every, I may not be able to do everything, but I know mm-hmm. that I have the power to do something and I will continue it. And mm-hmm. so with that being said, you've got this new music out, Be Positive, which is exactly mm-hmm. what we need right now. So share with our fans. Where did that track um, be positive? I know, but please share with our fans. Where did that track be positive come from? What was the impetus behind the writing of it? And I know you just blinked and it was done. I cannot, I cannot take full credit for that one because I co-wrote it. Actually, it was it was um, sent to me from Reagan Whiteside, who you played earlier in the show. Oh, I love and her. I know I you too. Yeah, shout out to Reagan and, and Dennis, uh, her husband, who's hey, a great writing. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I know I know Reagan since she was like six or seven, and um, I remember when she went to college at age nineteen, she came back to a jazz concert uh, we did up in, in up in New York, and she was sitting in the front row with her jaw, you know, halfway to the ground because she was a classically trained flutist, and she's like, I want to know how to, I want to learn how to play jazz. And so um, I put her under my wing and, and, and taught her um, how to how to solo 
you know, what the solo, you know, what was soloing was all about versus classical um, playing. And you know, once she once she got a grip of it, she she took off. So now she's writing all these she's great tunes. Girl. She's getting great airplay on uh, you know XM Satellite and and Billboard Jazz. So mm-hmm. she she wrote the uh, she wrote the verse and I, she wrote the the chorus. It's such a strong chorus. And so I just uh, I threw my two cents in there and uh, we co-wrote it together. But the but the title of the inspiration was um, was from you know what we talked about earlier with, with COVID and everybody being so confused mm-hmm. and. And and just just out of sorts, the be positive piece was 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 the word of the day for everything we've gone through the last eighteen months. Right. Wow. Um, this is so good, and I'm gonna tell y'all what I'm doing once we listen to this incredible track by my very good friend, Mr. Bob Baldwin, and she's an alum to the show. Bring in Whiteside and shout out to her husband Dennis and those two cute little babies because I think I talked to Reagan. Uh, we had her on the show like earlier because I told her I said the last time we talked I said you didn't have a little baby. She was like, well, you know, girl, stuff happens. And we just we totally laughed about that. Her kids are so adorable. But let's go ahead and um, let's play it for the fans. Hold one second. Thank 
you all. We are back. We're broadcasting live on this beautiful, gorgeous Saturday. The sun has broken through. We're listening to some incredible tracks, having a great time with our very special guests. But I do want to honor Bob's time. It is a Saturday. It's time to get out and play, have a little bit of fun. So, Bob, how can individuals or corporations, how can they book you for a virtual concert, or are you willing to travel? I'm willing to do both. Um, the virtual concerts are um, I've done I've done a couple of them. In fact, I did one okay, last cool. year. It was a live stream, um, which we converted into a new record, which will be out um, next month. In fact, while I'm while I'm while I'm doing my shameless plug here, go to uh, CitySketchesRecords.com <laughs> for more information. It's called the Stay at Home Series, Volume One, and uh, it's a, it's a it's, yeah, it's a live record. <laughs> Um, yes, but but I wanted to I wanted to make sure it was recorded properly. So some of these, I've seen some virtual shows, and I gotta say I'm not impressed with a lot of them because you just can't throw up two iPhones, sit in your bedroom, and you know, play something or sing something. Luck. You gotta spend a little bit more time in the pre-production, the preparation, the the lighting, the music, the production. You got to spend a little more time. So we want to make sure that we do it right. Um, that being said, um, we're doing something with AARP on November 12th, before I forget. Um, nice. Get that, you can get that information on BobBaldwin.com. But we're talking about the, the whole caretaking piece that you and I have discussed, you know, many times over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And trying to balance, balance your life uh, with the caretaking and the music and, you know, your life. Um, so ARP is going to be doing Aaron, Aaron something on November 12th, next uh, Saturday, I believe it is. You know what? No, um, no I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. My calendar is wrong. It's uh, it's November 12th, but it's not next Saturday. Don't, don't quote me on that. Um, I will tell you guys, so November 12th actually falls on a Friday. A Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it falls, it falls on a Friday. Um, I mean, I cannot believe I can, we're closing out like October today, it's Saturday, October the 30th I'm like I'm just wondering like where in the world has this year gone and so um, I'm a real gold focused kind of girl and Mm. I set these mile markers of stuff that I was going to do and Mm. I have to pat myself on the back for real I said there are things I said I was going to do I'm a very visual person Uh, Mm. I believe in calling those things that be not as though they were but I also Mm. believe that there are action steps that you have to take okay you have sure. got to be action oriented you have got to put put some feet to your face and you've got to like you know i say who do you need to connect with who do you need to call who do you need to collaborate right. with to get to your next i'm just saying mm-hmm. okay so that's the word mm-hmm. somebody i hope y'all catch that so mm. um there's still some things that i need to do and close out you know for um before this year is over but here's the, this mm-hmm. is something that I do, which is probably different than everybody else. I start my new year the last quarter in this year. So my new year mm. started October the 1st. It started already. Okay, okay, so, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so for people who make New Year's resolutions, and that's good, but for me, I'm like, I'm you're already in, you're, you're in, in the game. <laughs> I'm like, I like, well, I I like know, that. How long have you been doing that? Oh, God. Um, probably like the. Listen, when my mama got sick, that changed everything. Mm, I was like, wow. it changed. It, that, it, it was a whole mind shift piece for me. And I'm like, and, and I would hear the words when I'd be in my quality, my prayer time. And I was like, 
whatever you're going to do, like do it now. People are hesitating. I'm like, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Do it now. When an idea comes to me, I may not do anything with it right now, but in my studio, I can take a photograph so you guys can see on my wet board. It is divided up mm-hmm. like in quadrants for real. Mm-hmm. That organized, not anal about it, but mm-hmm. organized. And an idea comes, I'm like, I may not remember it right then and there, but there's a word that's a trigger. I was like, ooh, I got to do that. Mm. Like I got something yeah, on my, my what, board right my, now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You. My, my wet board is uh, sometimes – oh, I like that. Um, my wet board is tape uh, recorded my phone. If I have an idea that I that hits me, the, in fact, the song you just played, um, the other one, um, Back to Basics, I was, I was shopping in the uh, supermarket one day, and this melody hit me. I said, uh, I'll be right back. <laughs> I went into the car and sang this melody <laughs> in my phone, so I wouldn't forget it. Back to Basics. I had to get that one. Oh my God. Woo. See, I'm telling you, <laughs> you are a walking, living testimony of just um, that when God gives you a gift, that if you nurture that thing, then God mm-hmm. will take you as far as you want to go with it. And right. I don't believe in sitting on your hands. And so um, for those of you all who are listening, I hope that you all will take a lesson in a page out of Mr. Baldwin's book. I hope that you guys, if you are gifted in any way, like get busy. What y'all waiting on? I'm just saying, what y'all waiting for? That's right. No time like like the present. I I have like five or six things going like right now. And you guys are going to say like, when did she do that? I was already in the planning stages of it. And when everybody mm. sees it, sometimes everything comes out at one time. And mm-hmm. then sometimes you guys will just see. And so it's like, oh, she's always busy. She's always doing. Well, that's because, like, I'm planning. And one thing I don't do is I do not allow people to waste my time. Mm. Because you can never call that day back. Come on now. Oh, you can't. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's a, I had to take a deep breath on that one. Time wasting. Time wasted is just a woo boy. Mm-mm. Time vested in, in the wrong people or time vested in the wrong thing and that you can't get back. It's um it's, it's a sad thing. But you gotta nope. you gotta regroup, you gotta cut your losses and you gotta get okay. back on the on, on the horse. You gotta keep going. Okay. Yeah, you, you really said something. You said talk about cut your losses. It was like, you know what? My mama okay, you guys, I am not from Los Angeles. I live in LA, but I'm a Southern girl, born and raised in Houston, in Dallas, in Atasca. Mm-hmm. I'm a country girl. I'm a southern girl. Mm-hmm. And I just remember um, my mom, I mean, there's so many, like, different colloquialisms and things that, that they would say, but um, I won't even say, I mean, just like it's too long, but in terms of, like, you know, people, like, wasting your time, she would just kind of basically mm-hmm. say, you know, that's a lesson bought. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you like if you wasted your time with the wrong person. I'll, I'll give an example. Like I was dating this man years and years ago. Years ago, I mean, man, it's been like a decade or so. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be engaged to the man. Oh boy! And my grandmother always said, she said, "You want to marry a man who's more in love with you than you are with him." Come on now, that's my that's Ooh. my grandma talking. And she knows okay. what she speaks because she was married to my grandfather for sixty eight years until she transition to she left first in 2001 
Aww. And he hung out to 2008. Okay. Oh Point God. being is that I was engaged to this man. I loved him. Yeah, I absolutely did. I loved him. But I was free and clear when he met me. Condo. I'm on the beach. My stuff was yeah. together. I was driving my Mercedes. Like, your girl had worked and all that. You know, I had designed my life. I knew exactly what I wanted to look like. So, of course, like, another colloquialism, everybody wants a nest that's already feathered. Come on now, okay? I hope y'all catching, oh, picking up Jesus. what I'm putting look at you. Right? And so when my mama got sick, and I did say my mama, not my mother, but my mama. When my mm-hmm. mama got sick, this man said to me, well, she's going to die anyway. You, I didn't sign up to take care of her. Huh? What, 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 what? Oh, no, he didn't. The only reason I didn't go to jail, the only oh. reason I didn't go to jail, the only reason is because I knew that I had to take care of my mom. But the beautiful thing is that God, like, let me see straight through him, like, what, toilet paper? Mm-hmm. Did I say it? Yeah, I did. Oh, and clip, 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 clip. And so I'm like, I I cut the loss, but it really wasn't loss because imagine, imagine had I married this person with that myopic way of thinking. Come on now. Oh, Jesus. Toxic. Toxic. I'm 61 and wise for nothing, I'm just saying, right? Okay. Clearly he he didn't have, he didn't didn't listen to the song Back to Basic Family first. (laughs) He he needed to hear that song before he said that. I know absolutely that I am the prize. I was just like, okay, no, you, like, okay. Even if you have to cut somebody out of your life with a pair of baby scissors, I know it's going to be a struggle. Get some scissors, snip, snip. No explanation. Mm-hmm. You're gone. Okay? Yeah, get, get so, the snipping. <laughs> get the snipping. Listen, I, listen, I may have to go back and listen to this interview myself, Bob, because this has been rich. <laughs> Promise me that when I get ready to come to New York, and you guys do not laugh at me, I have flown all around New York. I have never landed. I've never been to New York ever. I know. It's crazy. I know. I, I know. Please stop it. Don't. Okay. I need you to say this live on air. You, you so really are. You really are country. Uh, yeah, I am. I told y'all that. It's okay. I'm country and articulate, so how about that? Catch it. Well, all right. I got it. I got it. I got it. Point is, point is, not you, the listeners, point is, you have to promise me live aware on air. When I come to New York, you have to be my personal escort. Say, I promise to be your personal escort when you come to New York. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. Uh, okay, you can't even say that's okay. Yep. Because uh, I know, you know, first of all, you're bi-coastal and you're not, in, you're not in New York. And I know you travel all the time. So, anyway, um, at least I'll say this. At least I have a New York connection. You can tell me, like, where I need to go and where the hot spot. You definitely have, you definitely have go, that. You um, definitely have that. I want to go. I want to go to um, – I love really good food. Because we were talking earlier mm-hmm. about what we put in our bodies, so I know you know what those spots are. And right. I really want to go for the um, – people think that all I do is, like, you know, produce radio shows and involved in TV and all that kind of stuff. I do do that. But the other fun side of me is um, I have a passion for interior design. Y'all should see my house. Come on now. Really? For real. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it, you, it's have, you have, a, it's you have the gift of vision then. I can I, I, literally, I can see the end before the beginning. I, I can see I all can right. see it complete before it's even done. I see it already. So that is a, that is your version of of, of a, that's your visual version of a record. 
Yeah, I, I, I listen to it. I make a record the yeah. same way. I'm like, wow, like I I see the colors, I see the space. I know where all the if the plants are going to go there, there needs to be a rug in the room. I know the dimensions of wow. the room, I know the color of the room. I know where the lighting needs to go, how the sun's going to hit it. I mean, as a matter of fact, tomorrow the painters are coming and they're painting my wow. living room for real. Like I can just yeah. see it. I told you. That's an amazing that's gift. A whole nother. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's it's nothing that it's nothing that's fancy pants. I live in an old. I'm really telling myself I live in an old 1950s bungalow, which I call like bed and breakfast chic, and everything is very um, it's eclectic, and I don't have anything in my house. <laughs> Thank you. I don't have anything in my house that I don't love and that doesn't have some history that doesn't mean something very special to me. Mm. So it's not about, you know, when you walk in, it's not going to look like, you know, the Waldorf Astoria in New York, but every piece in here has a history. For example, I have a 1925 Model T wrought iron card that my son, we went antique shopping for my birthday. And when I thought I was like, I was salivating. It was like a good burger. Oh my God! Because yeah. I have an incredible car collection. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's a little bit of trivia about your girl. But this show has been all about Bob Baldwin. Bob, let me say thank you for sharing your heart, for sharing your truth, for sharing your music, your energy. Um, you're absolutely one of my favorite people. Well, thank you very much for the invite, and um, let's not wait eight years for the next one, okay? Oh God. No, you and I, you know, we're going to talk on the regular, but we need to get you live on air. And I hope that this show has been a blessing and has helped, has helped, mm. helped, helped um, some of you all today. Um, we're going right. to take it out with one more of Bob's songs that you've like collab with so many amazing, amazing artists. Wait, hold on one second. I had everything that was like already queued, queued up. You know, we're going to finish it out with Be Positive. That was really just um, a teaser. And so, Bob, just thank you. And I want to say with music in our hearts and with jazz in our souls, we want to thank you, our friends, fans, and supporters, for making Coffee Talk Jazz Radio award-winning. And number one, we love you for listening. We're going to see you guys next week when we have saxophonist Wayne Gutshaw from Miami Day, Florida on. We're also going to have Lady Joy Spencer out of Dallas, Texas, we got so much good stuff that's coming down the pike, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Mm.